All right, this might be a total disaster. Let's do it. I think it's going to be really good. Here we go. Survivor's ready. Go! That's not the idol. What is it? It's I know. It has a face on it. I may be a lot of things, but I ain't no Hershey bar. <laughs> Can I play it? I want to play that. You are going to have to dig deep. Welcome into the Dig Deep Survivor Rewatch podcast, the show where we look back at the past 40 seasons of the greatest social experiment on television, which is, of course, Survivor. And I'm, my name is Brendan Ellis. I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Muswich. Matt. It's good to be here. We're happy to be here. It's episode one. This is super fun. We're having a good time. So, Matt, we love Survivor. We love Survivor. We definitely do. We've watched a lot of Survivor mm-hmm. in our time as roommates. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this five years from now and you're looking back... We're in the middle of the pandemic right now, and what we decided to do at that time is watch a lot of Survivor. So much Survivor. Now, unfortunately, we know that uh, production has halted in the beautiful islands of Fiji. Mm -hmm. Season 41 delayed. They delayed it uh, for the fall, so we're not getting a new episode in the fall. Uh, We just saw that they just pushed back production even further into 2021, so we're not even going to get one in the early year. So what is someone supposed to do if they're a big Survivor fan? Rewatch more episodes, of course. There you go. So what better way to spend our free time? We're going to go back and watch past seasons of the show. So on Dig Deep, we'll be diving into the now 20-year history of Survivor. And over two episodes per season, we'll talk about all the iconic strategies, big moves, and memorable characters. Now, since this is the first episode of our brand new show, we thought it would be fun to have a little bit of an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, uh, a get-to-know-you of sorts, like the first day of school. Everybody loved those. So today we'll be discussing the Dig Deep Doctrine, which is our seven rules to get you further in the game. If you were being marooned on the islands of Fiji today, we would hope that our strategy and knowledge and these rules... We would hope that you follow these seven rules. And how we came to these seven rules is we watch all these seasons together, all these episodes together, and we're constantly pulling our hair out at some of the crazy moves that people do on this game and lack of awareness for the game egregious errors that people make every single season as if they hasn't haven't seen them fail in previous seasons Mm -hmm. it's like they're not doing their homework so hopefully uh these rules will help you get to know us a little bit give you an idea of who we are how we think about the game and uh then after that we will announce which season we'll be digging deep into first Before we get into the Dig Deep Doctrine, just a quick note, there will, of course, be Survivor spoilers for a wide array of seasons, including Season 13, Cooked Islands, Season 6, The Amazon, Season 36, Ghost Island. So proceed with caution ahead, but otherwise, enjoy. All right, so this is the Dig Deep Doctrine. We have seven rules here. Seven. A good number. We start out our first rule. I like to think of it as kind of our golden rule. Mm -hmm. We like to think it's the most important one. It's the one that is broken the most. And can easily ruin your game. So rule number one, and this might seem obvious, our golden rule, do not. Don't. Do not. Never. Tell anyone about your hidden immunity idol or advantage or anything along those lines. We've seen players do that in the past as a way to either garner favor with people try and build trust. Now that can work, but it it usually gets used against them when it comes to tribal council. And you completely lose the element of surprise and the ability to plan your move to your best ability if other people know 
about your advantage, your power, or your idol. Well, and for the viewers at home, mm-hmm. I mean, we love a good blind side. And it's hard to pull off those kind of moves if everyone knows you have an idol. Exactly. And it can take down the entertainment value of a season, like you were just saying, if the viewer knows, if everyone knows that this person has the idol, then it takes away potentially a big move. Now, I think a perfect example of this failing for a player who was in a extremely good position is, of course, uh, our favorite grave digger, James from China. Now, he was in a great position. He had not one, but two hidden immunity idols. Mm-hmm. And somehow went home with both of them in his bag. And that was, I think, because... Pretty much everyone in the game knew that he had at least one idol. I think the second one was a secret for some. I mean, they uh, the opposing tribe went through his bag and all that. But they knew he had at least one. And again, he was, he was tight with Todd. He was tight with Amanda. But no matter how tight you are, when you get down to it in the game, if people know you have an idol... You're a threat. You're a threat. And you will be taken out. So I think that's, again, that's our, our golden rule. It's the one that we've been the most frustrated with mm-hmm. constantly. Because, like we said earlier, it, it ruins the element of surprise. And as a fan, that's what you want. You want the brutal blindsides. You want the blood. Or at least I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's the kind of survivor I like. And sometimes if that element of surprise is gone, it's not as fun. So I'm really noticing that these rules are more for the entertainment value at home. <laughs> we're, we're different viewers um, than most, I would say. For me specifically, drama and blood. That's all I want at all times. I want chaos. I want as much drama, as much blindsides, as many fights as possible. I'm just, I'm just there for the drama. Other people want to watch this show for emotional arcs, stories, characters... But for me, it's gameplay and that and that bloodshed. Right. So again, this is kind of developing as we record this, but it, it, it feels like this is more for how to make the survivor experience more enjoyable for us than yes. it is to help you succeed. <laughs> Good. All right. So <laughs> we'll go on to number two. And uh, number two is, is another easy one that goes, uh, it, it's consistent throughout most survivor seasons. And that is don't be a leader. Uh, don't get yourself singled out to be a leader in terms of, you know, uh, being a provider, building the shelter. Never offer to be the tribe leader or the tribe, like, you don't want to be nominated as the guy that everyone's going to follow because eventually something's going to happen and they're going to look at you. Exactly. And uh, something that you feel very strongly about, we have a little kind of a a sub point on this rule, and that is uh, it has to do with uh, a very key role in challenges. So why don't you explain that one, Matt, the puzzles. Never be the puzzle guy. Unless you're Christian from David and Goliath, never agree to be the puzzle guy because there's the highest possibility of you failing that part of the challenge. So never agree to be it. Hey, is there swimming involved? Let me be the swimming guy. A rower? A rower? You want to row? Yeah. You want me to drag stuff up the beach? Yes, I'm not being the puzzle guy. It's all about being in that isolated, high pressure situation that everyone is watching you. And if you come out the hero... That's great. But more times than not, you don't. And then uh, early on in the game, you're an easy vote out if you screw up one of those high risk positions. And you have the reverse effect. Say you do pull it off and you win that challenge. You're just painting a bigger target on your back. Exactly. I think and and, and this one is, is pervasive of every single season. I mean, this was early on 
even in you know the in the 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 three to ten range of seasons, it was established that you didn't want to be the leader. Everybody knew because the leaders were the ones getting voted out. They're the ones people look at when things don't go well. Exactly. Uh, so I think rule number three is, is another good one. It's a, a, a lesser uh, a, on the surface level one. Uh, and it's always say yes. I think uh, there is no good reason to tell someone no in Survivor. Okay. So it's day one. We're marooned on the beach together, Brendan. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm in. We don't know each other. Okay. We don't. Okay. We, we're just meeting for the first time right now. Hey, I'm Brendan. Hey, Matt, do you want to be in an alliance? Yes. There you go. Hey, Matt, are you, uh, are you, are you voting with me tonight? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, so I think there's, you know, if you tell someone no, you're just putting doubt in their minds. Even if, again, if you're in the tightest alliance that you can be and you are with your ride or die person till the end, we've seen in, uh, especially in more modern seasons, that that doesn't mean much. And especially if they get just that seed of doubt, just a seed. That's all they need. Just a thought. It just It's, it's really easy in a game that uh, is all about voting people out. If you give anyone any reason to do that, they will take that advantage. Mm -hmm. And I think this applies to earlier in the game when you're trying to build. You don't know these people yet and you don't know who you want to work with. You don't want to jump into something with someone who might blow up on at camp or lose the challenge for your team. So this is this is for more so earlier in the game. Always say yes to people. Always be involved in what the group's doing. Uh don't do anything that singles yourself out. Exactly. And I think uh, a, a game that this really sunk, I think if we go all the way back to season six in the Amazon, uh, Christy was there uh, along with other fan favorites, Rob Sesternino, uh, Jenna Maraska, and Christy and uh, Rob and Matt, they were, uh, they had it made in the shade. They had decided Rob had jumped ship. He was going to, uh, he, he, he was going to uh, vote out the girls, Jenna and Heidi. And uh, that was set before tribal council. He goes and checks in with uh, Christy and he says, hey, just wanted to check in, make sure we're still good. And, uh, you know, we're voting. Uh, we're voting Heidi out tonight. And she said, uh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. 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 Makes you think. <laughs> hmm. Makes you think. So then, of course, Rob, you know, you might have been able to do that with, you know, especially in early Survivor, you might have been able to do that with uh, somebody a little bit more stable. If, if you're in a in a strong alliance, somebody that, you know, that might just go, oh, OK, cool. I'll come check back with you. However, Rob Sestanino, he's a bit of a gamer. He's smart. Fellow podcaster. Fellow podcaster. Fellow podcaster. Yeah. So uh, fellow gamer, he likes to uh, he, he was going to make sure that he was going to get as deep as he could. So that put a little bit of doubt in his mind. What does he do? He goes back to Jen and Heidi, who he had just burned. However, they knew they were on the block. So he said. Let's vote out Christy. And guess what? They did. And that changed the game. Jenna won. Mm -hmm. There you go. So uh, moving on, next rule is go with the flow. In Survivor, you need to be flexible. You need to be fluid. You need to be uh, ready to roll with the punches. And I think this is one, again, that applies more so to early game. You never want to paint a target on yourself. Always, if the group says, hey, we're going to vote this person out and you like this person... Go with it. You don't want to put your neck out on the line for someone on day one or day two. Like you, you got to make sure you're going with the going with the flow, going with the group at the start, and not putting yourself in any space that people might want to target you. Exactly. It's a game of numbers, and if you have the numbers early on, there is absolutely no reason to rock the boat. 
Uh, if you have people that want to work with you, let them. And I think the uh, one of the major things with this rule is in more, again, more modern seasons, people are always thinking big moves. Got to make big moves. Got to build my resume. And while that can be helpful down the road. Timing is huge. With it, it, that. It's huge. And you don't need to uh, do that right off the bat. So one of my uh, one of my personal favorite seasons, Ghost Island, has uh, has a great example of this. Now we all know uh, the the power duo in that game was Wendell and Dominic. Unbelievable players. Two great players, and mm-hmm. it is amazing. Dominic needs to come back. Amazing watching them work. I'd love to see him come back. And uh, one of their main, one of the most notable rivalries that they had was with uh, Chris Noble. Mr. Chris Noble. Mr. Chris Noble. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. <laughs> now, he, uh, from the start of the game, he had Dom figured out. He said, this guy's a threat, a huge threat. And he knew. And I think that guy takes a lot of flack, but he had it. He had the game figured out. He had it pegged on day one. He said, Dom is the threat here, and he's going to win the game. And he had everyone wrapped around his finger quickly. He did. And so they were ready to go. However, uh, when the when the tribes mixed uh, for the second time, they came back together. They had been they had been apart. And uh, Dom and Wendell, they said, they reached out to Chris. They said, hey, here's an olive branch. Let's work together. We know that we haven't necessarily gotten along. Uh, let, let's put it behind us. Now, he wasn't all for that. <laughs> and uh, as we know, that led up to one of the most, in my opinion, entertaining tribal councils of, and one of the best maybe head-to-head episodes of two very good players, I think. And uh, But if he had just said, you know, sure, I'll work with you guys for now. And if you want to take that shot, build up to it. Exactly. If, if he, You have to be in the game to take the shot. Exactly. And if you're doing something that turns two of the better players in the game against you, you're not going to be able to pull that move off. No, exactly. You need to uh, think down the road. Even if it, he, he hated Dom. Plan. And, and that's and that's fine. It's all it's all about being social. And Dom was uh, a very aggressive, very aggressive player. Clearly. Great social player. Aggressive, and, uh, but. but so if, if he had just rolled with them and he, he everyone else eventually figured out that Dom was the threat. Uh, now, if he had just waited a couple more uh, a couple more days, maybe things would have come together and he would have had the numbers. But instead, he uh, went right against them and he got voted out. Uh, so, uh, our next one contribute just enough. And this might sound a little apathetic, but I think again, it's two ends of the spectrum. We see people that are again, the leaders, the providers. And, uh, if you take that just a little bit too far, you make people feel a little bit maybe guilty. Uh, maybe like they're, they're not doing enough. They, They resent you a little bit. Now on the other side of the spectrum, there's the people who do not do enough. Uh, the people that are, you know, laying around camp. They like to say, I'm conserving my energy for the challenges. But uh, you can't be doing that. You need to ride the middle. Exactly. And and I think the thing is that, you know, we don't hear about the people that are contributing just enough because it doesn't come up. You know, the the producers aren't asking the, 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 the castaways, you know, what do you think about <laughs> this guy's work ethic? You know, he does a little bit, uh, a few things. Oh, yeah, Matt, he contributes just enough. No, that doesn't happen. Doesn't make for good TV. No, it doesn't. So I think uh, every every season there's people on two ends of the spectrum. And I think a uh, a perfect dichotomy 
if you will. Big word. Uh, Perfect Dichotomy is, if you look no further than uh, a fan favorite season, season 13, in the Cook Islands. And uh, two of our favorite survivors of all time. Well, one that I love and one that you love more than me is uh, Ozzy and Ozzy's biggest rival in the history of Survivor, Billy. 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 Now we have uh, Ozzy, who is, as we now know, one of the greatest challenge beasts, providers. One of the greatest Survivor players of all time. Well. We could talk about that. He doesn't time. like to grow. Well, that'll be a whole episode. I, Social I, game was was lacking. Strategy, lacking. But the guy was a challenge beast, especially oh, in Cook Island. I love Ozzy. So, but this is early on in Ozzy. You know, I, I, I watched this season at the time and uh, Ozzy was, you know, doing his thing, beasting. And then we have on the other side, Billy, the heavy metal musician. The guy was just in love. You love Billy. I love Billy. You love Billy as much as he loves Candace. <laughs> yes. Uh, Billy was one of the all-time great uh, early boots in Survivor history. Yes. The the, the, the the Candace love story coming in late in that episode was really quite a gift. One of the funniest Survivor moments of all time is Billy and Candace's exchange and then the tribal council, council later that night. Mm. We, lo- we love you. <laughs> Yeah, I love you too. So, uh, again, we have one of the biggest challenge beasts ever, Ozzy. And he is so annoyed by Billy and his laziness, not doing anything around camp. Now, you know that that's going to irk Ozzy just a little bit more. So Ozzy uh, goes to throw the challenge, which, again, is uh, never a good move. That can be a, a, a side note. Throwing challenges never works. Never a good idea, and it just never looks good. So anyway, so so the uh, they throw the challenge purposefully to get Billy out. And again, at the time, that might not have seemed too crazy. But looking back, I mean, Ozzy has never quit in a challenge before. So I can't imagine what was going on that we didn't see with Billy that made him want to do that. Just driving Ozzy absolutely crazy. Exactly. So when you're when you're that bad, and especially early on, it gives people a reason uh, to vote an for you. easy reason to vote you out. and in this case an easy reason to purposefully lose a challenge just so they can get rid you're of you. really not contributing when the team is willing to throw a challenge to get you off of the team exactly but then of course the other side of this is ozzy he he over contributes he's that's always been his game and he has he is that's the hill he's dying on and he paints the biggest target on himself Every time he plays the game. And this is the thing is, is he, he hasn't grown at all. No. And this is, I love Ozzy. He hasn't developed as a player. However, he, every season it's the same. He goes, uh, I'm going to provide and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fish. I'm going to beast challenges. And if these people want to vote me out for that, then screw them. And then they always do. And then Ozzy's going to swan dive off of everything he possibly can. Yes. Best best swan diver. One of the in, best divers oof, ever. In Survivor history. In the show. So I think, again, it's obviously the the overworking and the providing will get you a little bit further than the laziness. <laughs> uh, it I'm, might get you closer to the merge. I'm doing Billy dirty here, but uh, well, that's what we'll call it. We'll call they need it, to bring Billy back. We'll call it laziness. Uh, but so obviously, as I said, the leadership, the... The, uh, the challenge beasting will get you a bit further. But uh, either way, they're both dead ends. Mm-hmm. Two perfect opposite ends of the spectrum. Now, uh, the next one is a little bit of a, uh, a little bit more sneaky, a little sneaky rule. 
we're sneaking around. We're under the sneaky rules sneaky now. Sneaky rules, yeah. This is the sneaky rules section. The sneaky rules section. Okay, so this one's all about subtlety. Subtlety is your friend. Now, uh, the idea behind this one is you have to plant seeds in people's minds. You don't want to be the one throwing out names because then that can flip on you and, and get you voted out. But it's just about just planting, again, that just little inkling of doubt in people's minds that uh, something is amiss. Okay. We're marooned. It's day one again. Okay. We're back. We're back. There's some guy. Let's call him Kyle. He is off. We don't know where he is. I don't know. Where is he? Here's a subtle little move. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brendan, where's Kyle? Oh, my God. You don't think. I don't know. Where... You don't think he could be. Mm-hmm. Looking for the hidden immunity idol. Do you? do you think, Brendan, do you think that's what it is? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Brendan goes and tells everybody at camp. Kyle was looking for the Kyle hidden Kyle was idol. looking for a hidden immunity idol. No blood on your hands. You may have noticed it, but you have to be subtle about it. Exactly. And I think a uh, an example of this would be uh, one of the, a fan favorite player, but uh, David from, uh, from Millennials versus Gen X. Now, of course... He got really far, so this didn't backfire on him. It didn't hurt him. Immediately. But if you watch the first three episodes of that season, David is a fish out of water, A, but he is completely overplaying the game. Oh, he was Zero subtlety at all, at all. No, and so, of course, and that's that's what gets him into trouble, is people are uh, throwing out, just not, hey, where, where, where's David? Day one, David's going to look for an idol. Yeah, and that's how insecure he felt. But again, for him, it worked out, but the, he's the exception- not the rule. That's true. To the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, a last one. This this one has been come a bit more uh, on the nose in more recent seasons, I think. And uh, it's it's more of a later game thing, post merge, and it's all about choosing your rewards wisely. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in in individual challenge reward challenges, Jeff will often you know let you pick one person, and then he will. Uh, throw another one at you and let you pick two and you got to be strategic with this don't just take your buddies take people that maybe you want to flip take the swing vote or leave the swing vote with your two allies back at camp and take two people you don't care about be strategic about this you have to think beyond the satisfaction of that reward you have to at all times be thinking about your game and how it affects your game exactly the best players are the ones that are Strategic with Strategizing them. every aspect of the game. Because obviously there's a lot of strategy involved with idols and alliances. But if you're utilizing every possible avenue you have, like a reward challenge, that's the best player in my mind. Exactly. And I think uh, somebody who didn't necessarily manage them good right off the bat is uh, is is Kim in her season in, a, in One World. Uh, I, I think it's all about coming in with a strategy and, and letting your alliance members know. You say, you know, it, I think it's silly to promise uh, individual people that you'll take them on rewards, but you have to go in and just say, you know, just so people don't get their feelings hurt because these are very volatile people. Uh, you say, hey, uh, here's who I'm going to take and here's why. And as long as you can explain the strategy to them, uh, most rational players should understand. And it, and again, in, in One World with Kim, she uh, she pro- made some promise promises to Kat and uh, of course, Cat is not um, one of the more emotionally uh, mature players in Survivor. One of the best vote outs of all time. Yes. 
Uh, but she was very hurt that Kim didn't take her on the ward. And then Kim was on the reward, and she was actively thinking, man, I really screwed this up. I'm going to have to go back to camp and defuse this bomb. And, uh, and she didn't really enjoy the reward. And so if, you, if you're not enjoying the reward, if you're thinking about how you're going to, you know, some bomb you have to fix when you get back to camp, that's just not good for your game. Well, and, and this, this, this kind of comes back to using the, the rewards strategically can also mean within your own alliance. If you have emotional people in your alliance and you just need to keep them happy. You, you don't want them flying off the handle like like a cat? Then you take them, maybe. Exactly. There's somebody, so much strategy involved. Somebody who's on the bottom of your alliance. They might not know it, but if they're the fourth out of four, make them feel, uh, feel a little love. Feel a little closer. All right, again, that was the Dig Deep Doctrine, our rules to get you, hopefully, further in the game. Now, Matt, uh, the theme of our podcast is rewatching. Of course, this one was just uh, a shorter episode, more fun. Episode two, we're getting right into another season. Uh, so why don't you tell the people, what are we going to watch first? The first season we have decided to rewatch is season 14, Fiji. But Matt, aren't all of the seasons in Fiji? Oh my God. Now no. they are. No, this would be the first iteration of Fiji, season mm-hmm. 14. Uh, now, Matt, why, uh, why are we picking this one? We're doing Fiji because... It's an often untalked about season. Uh, it's a nice mix between old and new Survivor. And it's the first time you get to see the hidden immunity idol in its modern sense, in, in the way you know it today. So there's a lot of cool elements to this season. And it's a season that doesn't get a lot of fanfare. Exactly. And with with the, uh, the, the common day, the modern day hidden immunity idol coming into play is we see a lot of uh, the seeds of uh, strategy surrounding it that are, you know, staples in the game today. So I think, uh, you know, cause up, up until that point they had what we would now consider a super idol. So this is, it could be played after the vote was read, but so this is the, the one that we know and love. So, uh, that's all we've got for you today, but tune in for episode two. We're going to begin Fiji. Uh, so the first episode for the Fiji rewatch will feature the, the pre-merge portion up to the merge episode. Uh, and then we will have a second episode to close it out along with uh, the talk about the reunion and some other fun facts because we love fun facts. We love fun facts and we love Survivor. We do. All right. Thanks so, for listening. So we'll see you for episode two. Good night. <laughs>